48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve at Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. A partial evacuation is ordered at a Tinmen housing block after a series of COVID cases. Officials seek to push back an order of AstraZeneca shots. And overseas, tributes are paid to Britain's Prince Philip, who has died at the age of 99. Health officials have ordered a partial evacuation of a public housing block in Tinmen after four residents contracted COVID-19. Maggie Ho has more. People living in flat 9 on all floors of Oi Fai House in Yao Oi Estate were sent to quarantine after cases were detected in three flats directly above one another. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kwok Yong inspected the building after the latest cases. He said it seemed the virus was spreading downwards, though he couldn't rule out upwards transmission. So residents of the equivalent flats on all floors would be removed. Officials reported 14 new coronavirus infections today, including two local cases. Officials couldn't trace the source of one case involving a 42-year-old woman who works at a chemist in Yunlong. The government says it's putting off its order of AstraZeneca vaccines and will instead try to secure a more updated product that's effective against different variants of COVID-19. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, said concerns about a link between the AstraZeneca product and a rare type of blood clot weren't the main factor in the decision. Even though we have already signed procurement agreement with AstraZeneca, we're of the view that they don't need to arrange any supply to Hong Kong within this year. So right now there is a global shortage of vaccine. We don't want to cause any wastage. Now the government is thinking of procuring the new generation of vaccine. Now there are mutated virus and also different pharmaceutical companies offer a new generation vaccine with better protection. A stage director and actor has been jailed for seven and a half years for sexually assaulting underage girls and making child pornography. Damon Pang reports. Wong Ka Wai, who is 39, admitted that between 2014 and 18, he induced four girls he met online into taking suggestive and nude photos, getting them to perform oral sex on him and filming the acts. The girls were aged between 13 and 15. In sentencing, High Court Judge Joseph Yao said the defendant had ruined one of the victim's teenage years and she's still affected by the trauma. He said the girls had trusted Wong, but he carefully plotted to deceive them and got satisfaction from controlling them. Justice Yao noted that reports on the defendant said he didn't have any mental problems. The reports recommended Wong receive treatment to control his sexual urges. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Queen Elizabeth's husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip. He was 99. Prince Philip was born into the royal family of Greece and for more than 60 years, he was the Queen's consort. In addition to supporting the Queen, he developed interests of his own and became a crusader for a variety of causes and charities. He also gained a reputation for speaking his mind. The BBC's Rob Watson looks back at his life. Born on the island of Corfu, Prince Philip was still a baby when his father was banished from Greece. He left in a makeshift crib on a British warship sent to rescue the family. After schooling in Britain and also for a time in Germany, Philip joined the Royal Navy. During the Second World War, he saw action when the Italian fleet was trapped in the Mediterranean in 1941, manning a searchlight on HMS Valiant to pick out enemy ships. It was during the war years that his romance with the future monarch developed. When Elizabeth became queen, she granted her husband 
precedence over all other members of the royal family, but he knew he had to carve out a role for himself. The Duke of Edinburgh award scheme to encourage initiative and self-discipline in the young was much welcomed. He took up the cause of conservation, but this did not curb his enthusiasm for blood sports. He vigorously promoted science and technology and lectured Britain's industrialists about complacency. He acquired something of a media reputation for misjudging situations and even causing offence, not just speaking his mind. But at her diamond jubilee, the Queen said that while he was well known for declining compliments of any kind, Prince Philip had throughout been a constant strength and guide. The strength of his support to her was indeed something few, if any, would question. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government has defended its plan to restrict access to sun data in company registry searches, saying it's a necessary privacy measure. Wendy Wong reports. The government says it plans to bar the public from assessing some personal information about executives through company registry searches and intends to submit the legislation to lawmakers next month. Opposition lawmaker Cheng Chong-tai from Civic Passion says the change will seriously affect property agents, lawyers, people involved in labour disputes and those who work in the banking and finance sectors that often use the database. But the Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hu, says this won't happen. He spoke to an interpreter. Agencies and officers who work against money laundering will still be able to get the information. The change is absolutely not a regression, but a development as people attach more importance to privacy. The move has the support of pro-government lawmakers who say a balance has been struck between protecting people's privacy and people's right to know. The government says the move to tighten registry searches will be done in phases, with all companies able to apply to withhold protected information from the registry by late 2023. Only correspondence addresses and partial identification numbers of executives will remain open to public scrutiny through the registry. Stores of retail chain About Thai have seen a, a rush a day after the company was raided by customs and had thousands of products seized. The authorities have denied claims that they deliberately targeted the firm, which is known for its pro-democracy stance. Francis Sitt reports. There were calls on social media for people to support a bow tie after a director of the firm was arrested and custom officers stormed a warehouse and 25 of the chain's shop, confiscating more than 8,000 bottles of bath gel, bleach and detergent. Customs said the bottles lacked the necessary warning labels. Scores of customers with baskets full of goods were queuing up to pay outside a branch of Abotai in Amoti at lunchtime. One man said the way customs had handled the case was simply not fair. When you say it's missing a label, you should tell them to add the label, not confiscating the whole stuff. But at a press conference, customs defended their raid, saying the operation was in line with usual practice and was taken after officers received complaints and test bought some products. They said the goods seized mostly only had labels in Thai, and sometimes also in English, and tests would be arranged to check whether the products comply with safety standards. The District Court has ruled that it can try offences related to uttering seditious words because the national security law prevails over all local laws. The court rejected arguments by lawyers for people power activist Tan Tak Chi that his case should be handled by a higher court, as Damon Pang reports. 
The activist faces numerous charges for allegedly chanting seditious slogans. The defense had argued that the case should only be tried in the court of first instance. His lawyers said the earlier move to transfer the case from the magistrate to the district court was illegal. Therefore, the district court has no jurisdiction. But District Court Judge Stanley Chen rejected that argument, citing the national security law which states that all courts can handle security cases. He said an article in the Beijing Post law also made clear that it trumps local laws when inconsistencies arise. The defense said it needed time to study the ruling for a possible legal challenge. The case has now been adjourned until April the 19th. The activist has been in custody since last September. He's not been charged under the national security law in connection with this case, but he was charged with security offences over last year's electrical primaries held by the pro-democracy camp. Pro-government politicians are backing the administration's plan to widen quarantine exemptions for people travelling into Hong Kong from the mainland, including non-residents. For now, only local residents returning from Guangdong and Macau are covered, but the chief executive says this may soon be expanded to other parts of the mainland, or even include mainlanders. Francis Set has more. Speaking on a radio show, roundtable lawmaker Michael Tian said the mainland is a low-risk area, and the current scheme's limited scope is simply ridiculous. He said the exemption should cover Hong Kong people living anywhere in the mainland, but he suggested the government consider requiring people to be vaccinated before their trip. Mr. Tian said mainland residents should also be allowed to come to Hong Kong, as there is no difference between mainlanders and SAR residents who have been vaccinated. Speaking on the same show, Zhang Chi-man from the Federation of Trade Unions said that after the chief executive announcement, they received many inquiries from Hong Kongers living in Fujian and Xiamen. Ms. Zhang said the current scheme's limited scope has caused many problems. She says some people had been unable to return because of deaths in their family, and others have been unable to handle paperwork in Hong Kong when they are allocated public housing. More now on the death of Britain's Prince Philip. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has led tributes to the Duke of Edinburgh. Speaking outside his residence at Downing Street, Mr Johnson referred to the Queen's own estimation of the huge amount her husband had done for Britain. Speaking on their golden wedding anniversary, Her Majesty said that our country owed her husband a greater debt than he would ever claim or we shall ever know. And I'm sure that estimate is correct. So we mourn today with Her Majesty the Queen. We offer our condolences to her and to all her family. The opposition Labour leader, Keir Starmer, also paid tribute. The UK has lost an extraordinary public servant in Prince Philip. He dedicated his life to our country. And above all, I think he'll be remembered for his support and devotion to the Queen. Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, said she was saddened by the news. China says it will act to uphold the interests of its firms after Washington added seven Chinese supercomputing centres to a blacklist in the first move by the Biden administration to prevent Beijing accessing US technology. The US Commerce Department said the centres were being used by the Chinese military. The BBC's Will Leonardo reports. The sanctions are the latest sign that President Biden intends to keep up the pressure on Beijing seen under his predecessor, Donald Trump. The listing of the seven centres restricts American firms from trading with them. US officials said the supercomputers were facilitating programmes to develop weapons of mass destruction. 
Analysts say Washington is increasingly concerned about Chinese military capability catching up to the United States. The Washington Post reported this week that one of the firms listed had used American technology for research involving the development of hypersonic missiles. Tensions have escalated between China and the Philippines over a disputed sea area. Yesterday, Chinese naval vessels chased away a Philippine ship within what Manila says are its internationally recognised waters. The BBC's Howard Johnson has more. The fast-attack Chinese catamarans are capable of firing missiles and have been described by U.S. defense experts as ship killers. It is the first recorded instance of the Navy rounding on a civilian ship and follows weeks of angry exchanges between Manila and Beijing over an amassing of Chinese ships in Philippine waters. Today, opposition Senator Risa Honteveros said that failing diplomatic remedies, China is resorting to the threat of deadly force. Beijing is yet to respond but has previously laid claim to the territory based on its disputed nine-dash line map. To sport and we start with golf and the first men's major of the year. Justin Rose has taken an early lead at the Masters at Augusta, where it's been a tough first round for some of the big names. Rose didn't actually have a great start. He was two over par after seven holes. I didn't know where my game was coming into this week, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I had a month off, haven't played competitive golf for, for a good four weeks, and... I've been working hard and, you know, I could have probably played the last two tournaments, but you know, I've really been trying to prepare hard for this Masters and um, the start was slow, but a little bit of experience kicked in knowing that this is a tough day out here and uh, being two over through seven, I just knew if I could keep it around even par for the day, decent day's work. Now for a look ahead to the weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. With seven weekends to go in this season's English Premier League, the destination of the title isn't in any doubt, but top four spots and European Champions League qualification are still very much up for grabs. Second place Manchester United's trip to Tottenham, with Jose Mourinho's side three points outside the top four then, is one of the most significant games of the weekend, as is third place Leicester City's at fourth place West Ham, where both sides will want to win to open up a gap between themselves and the chasing pack. Fifth place Chelsea and champions Liverpool are both in contention still as well. Jurgen Klopp's side need to overturn their recent poor form at Anfield against Aston Villa, whilst Thomas Tuchel will hope for a response from his Chelsea players following their shock defeat to West Brom last Saturday, the first time his side have lost since he took over earlier this year. And expect a warm reception for Marcelo Bielsa at the Etihad on Saturday, where Leeds United play Manchester City. The City boss Pep Guardiola has described his Leeds counterpart as unique and probably the person I admire most in world football as a manager and as a person. City could move 17 points clear at the top of the Premier League with a win. A reminder of our top stories, a, partic- a partial evacuation is ordered at the Tunmen housing block after a series of Covid cases and tributes are paid to Britain's Prince Philip who's died at the age of 99. The news from RTHK. All of us hope to live in a stable environment. National security is essential for the prosperity of society. Upholding national security for harmonious and better living requires the concerted efforts of all who love the country and Hong Kong. Improve electoral system. Ensure patriots administering Hong Kong. April the 15th, National Security Education Day. Uphold national security. Safeguard our home. To know more, please visit www.nsed.gov.hk.
getting us started for the second hour of the late show for this Friday, the 9th of April 2021. Vince Clark and Alison Moyer, Yazoo as they were known, and don't go. I'm Simon Wilson sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ, safe and sound. He's having some time off staying away from this current COVID spike and will return as soon as it's safe to do so. In the meantime, I'm playing the music of the 50s through 80s for another 10 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with some assorted ballads and easy listening through till one. Coming up before one, we got some ooh, Tony Bennett and Amy Winehouse, Mary Hopkin, Thunders, Albert Hammond, Lennon Sisters, all sorts of goodies. If you'd like to add your favourite artist to that list, 233 is the number. 